Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Saints Radio. Perhaps some of you heard the deliberations with our chief communications officer. I'm not speaking about uh, Lieutenant Ohuru. I'm speaking about Lieutenant Scott Maston. He had some issues this past Sunday, as many of you know, with our live broadcast. This, again, was uh, due to the provider that we um, that we subscribe to. And it's, and again, I reiterate, it's not Uncle Joe's backyard bait, fish, and internet providing service. This is a major company. But hopefully things are, um, things are rectified and hopefully you're hearing us. Uh, <laughs> I don't really care too much whether you hear me, but you know, I know you want to hear Monica. So can you, can you? say something just to ensure them that you were on the line hello look at your mic it's kind of cocked back it's almost like it's in deference in 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 respect the, the words are so like they're so rush. powerful it has to just back up because it can't it can't receive those words You're silly. so uh what say ye mostly uh either Floridians or Arizonans, are you hearing us? Haley's with us today. She just messaged me and says she was awaiting the beginning of the broadcast. Hi, Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Haley. <laughs> thank you for your word. Yes, thank you, Haley. We hope you're hearing us. Thank you for your word the other day that we were able to broadcast on the voices. It was very powerful, talking about compromise. What, telling us how to compromise or, or rebuking it? Rebuking. I'm just joking. I'm just, <laughs> just joking. I think, I think I already know how to compromise. I just have affirmed not to do that. Um, you know, there are a lot of Christians who compromise. They, they deal from the book of comprom compromisation. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, I pray that none of us do that so we're just going to keep going this is this is recording and we're just going to keep going in the hopes that all of you are actually hearing us and uh, well, we have a lot of things to talk about today uh, first of all um, we still rejoice at the uh, at the victory God gave to our country particularly to Christians who've been believing for the uh, Supreme Court to rule in, uh, in regard to the abortion question. Now, again, it, it is still kind of confusing because they didn't outlaw abortion. They, they just threw it back to the states to decide. And there are a lot of machinations that are going on right now in the camps of the wicked to try to circumvent what the Supreme Court um, intended to do, which I think is to safeguard the lives of the unborn. But you know as well as I do that right now New York and California and 
that Western Alliance of California, Oregon, and Washington are all saying, you know, we're going to be sanctuary states for abortion. And you've got all of the companies, and the list is long, including Dick Sporting Goods from my home in Pittsburgh, saying that they're going to pay for women to, to go out of state if need be to get abortions. I think Dick's is offering four grand for a woman to do that. Who ever thought of such a thing? I mean, and, and, and companies, I mean, it's, I hate to be mercenary, but it's a whole lot cheaper to do that than to have maternity leave and then to add uh, dependence to insurance. And, and, you know, it's just, it's amazing. I remember back in the history of our country where, you know, like, for instance, H.J. Hines, who was from Pittsburgh, he built an entire city for his workers and their families to come and move and he provided for them um, and the city is still still there near Hershey it's in Hershey and you know they wanted to have workers they wanted to have solid families and now the enemy's just trying to create horrific scenarios so the battle is not is is not totally one and i'm i'm almost finished with my diatribe here you know i was watching some video from the local news of different protests that were happening right here in our city and to say they were vile and vulgar would be an understatement it just was mocking purity and mocking God and you can you can see the demonic manifesting and this is this is a, a wrestling against flesh and blood the enemy comes to steal to kill to destroy he intended to murder mankind the Jesus said from the very beginning and here you have Moloch uh, manifesting in other in other names for the sacrifice of, of children. So we still deal with this issue. But even I heard, maybe some of you did too, that two unlikely partners in crime, Elizabeth Warren and AOC, were coming together to try to get federal lands, like in Texas or in Florida, where women could go onto federal land and receive free abortions, uh, even if the state says, you know, here are the limits, you know, fetal heartbeat. And so it's, it's just evil. I mean, there's no other way to say it. It's wicked. But we have to remember that this is a spiritual battle. We're wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. That's where our wrestling is. And so even though God did an incredible thing that uh, this 50 years of abominable practice sanctioned by a Supreme Court out on a limb ruling, um, they did not ban abortion. They simply threw it to the states. And, and you know that. Some people may not. But, um, you know, I heard uh, our lieutenant governor here in the state of Texas, he was on with uh, 
our, um, I, don't, I don't know what the man's title was in Missouri, and they were talking about the steps that our state and Missouri was taking to limit abortion. And at the end, Dan Patrick said, this is, this is a matter of spiritual battle. And he said, Christians need to pray because this is just demonic and it's, um, it's wickedness. So we need to pray. And I, I thought that was really an amazing statement to be said on national news. I heard an interview by a, a reporter who went down among the, uh, the, the protesters and was asking them about what it was about abortion that they, they, they wanted. And there was a man there in the midst of the crowd, very tall white man, not that his color matters, but I'm just clarifying that. He came over to the reporter and said, why are you here? And the guy said, I'm here to get interviews. And the, the interviewer said, are, why are you for abortion? And this man said, because I want to kill babies. And the reporter didn't back down. He said, did I hear you correctly? You, 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 you want to see unborn children murdered? And he says, yes, you heard me correctly. And it was a stunning thing. I'm, this guy wasn't joking. And when they cut back to the interview, uh, the, the, the reporter was presenting his case, the interviewer was kind of shocked and he said, what do you think that was? And the reporter on national news said, it was like a demon was talking to me. And, and he said, I have to believe that whatever people believe uh, about Satan that's what this man was communicating and that's what's being said so even in the national news in the and this wasn't on christian broadcast network i'm not defaming them i'm just saying this was a national news program and uh, so even if the reporters and the interviewers are are stating these things it's very clearly their opinion that this is wickedness it's evil it's not about the rights of women. It's not about choice. At the heart, it's about murder and the, 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 what they believe is the privilege to act in any kind of lascivious or debaucherous lifestyle that they, that they want. So that's my sermon. Was I too harsh? What say you, sister? Be careful of that mic now. I don't want it to have to recoil again you know I have I've intentionally stayed away from the news these last few days because I knew that after what had happened on Friday that there would be such a huge backlash and that's going to continue we know that and while I'm not putting my head in the sand I just chose to I guess enjoy the victory for what it is you're right it's just been thrown to the states i'm thankful that we're in a state that is conservative and that there's 27 states that are more conservative but um, 
you know, I'm not putting my head in the sand and I've been, you know, you know this, I've been on high alert since this pending decision, knowing that it was coming on Friday or assuming it was coming yeah. on Friday. And yet at the same time, it was such a, to me, it was such a victory in that I feel like our hope has been restored oh, in yes. some ways. Yes, I agree. To, not that we ever doubted, but it had gotten in our country to the point where I, I, I was really struggling with hopelessness. And because it just seems like it's getting worse and worse and worse. So this was, to me, a beginning. Yeah. And we talked a lot about this on Sunday. We talked about just the intercession that's gone forth. I know there's been a lot of camps, a lot of people, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that have been praying about this issue. And we're so thankful for that. We have what God calls us to do, and we were faithful and obedient to do that and really believe that he heard our prayer. And just the pattern for which he's had us on and acknowledging scripture that says, if my people who will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from the wicked ways. I mean, we believe that. When, we, when that was the focus of our seminar, what was that, a year ago? I, I don't remember exactly, but yeah. about a year ago, that was the word from the Lord. Yes, I agree. And and we acknowledge the fact that that He hears our prayer. Yeah. And and one thing that just the Lord spoke to me when we were in prayer before this broadcast was the whole principle of sackcloth and ashes and. I know you mentioned on Sunday that you were coming on Saturday for First Saturday Prayer because First Saturday Prayer, this whole week is going to be a week of intercession where we are giving thanks to the Lord for what he's done, but also being positioned for just the assignment that is going to continue with this issue and with other issues that we're battling with on this earth. But you mentioned sackcloth on, yeah. during, on Sunday during the service. and. I, of course, I accepted that commission, but when we were in prayer just right before the the, um, the broadcast, the Lord had me get up and look up Isaiah 58 and about the fast that he's chosen for us because I don't know what it's been like for you all, but the fast that we did last week, was it last week? Yeah. No, it was two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago. It has continued for me. Yeah. And, and... And yeah, me too. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm having to pull my pants up if you're sliding down. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I mean. Yeah, and even this morning I heard from Annette, and and we were talking about she was actually on her way to the chiropractor. You were on your way to have your procedure, and I was on my way to physical therapy. And I thought, Lord, but she mentioned that the fast has continued for her as well, and. And, and I feel like we need to approach this week, remember the fast that he's chosen us to, and really come in on Saturday in sackcloth, appealing for the light of his truth to be revealed in our country. Mm -hmm. and, and also as, as dust, um, to be caught up in his wind, to be able to 
move and transact business in the wind of the spirit. I think that is so significant for us in this hour. So I just want to just, I guess, reemphasize something that you brought on Sunday, and that is we need to be positioned and we need to bring ourselves into this place of intercession as the army, as the saints, and, and we need to come in sackcloth and ashes and present ourselves before the Lord. And um, it's, it's a privilege. Yeah. It really is such a privilege. So. Amen. Yeah. Well, you know, again, I pastored long enough and you've been in ministry long enough to know that so often uh, we don't really realize Once a victory comes, remember we've said that often people just shut down. Yeah. They think it's all over. And, you know, and yes, there is a victory, but it's like, it's like Churchill said, this is, you know, this is, this is not the end. This is just the beginning of the process that leads to the end. And the opening salvo is marvelous. But what the enemy has tried to do is to release bedlam and strife into our states and to do to battle and warfare there. And we're not afraid of that, but we would be, as you said, putting our heads in the sand if we didn't recognize that was happening. So we need to remain vigilant, rejoicing, but remain vigilant because it's usually the several next steps that are are so vital. I mean, warfare is, history of warfare is so replete with these types of examples where an army would win a great battle and then not pursue to gain the greater victory. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my home state of Pennsylvania, where Gettysburg was, there's Union troops, and I know them in the South, but once Pickett's charge were over, was over and Lee's armies began to retreat, the Union did not pursue them. And it was on Union territory. They had fresh troops that had just arrived. They could have ended the war probably within a week, and they didn't do it. So. And, and there are lots of examples in that. They were just so grateful that the battle was over and that they, they had won at great cost that they stopped. And there's lots of examples of that. So we're in the point now where the Father has positioned us, and this is partly what we're praying about here on Wednesday, that God would sharpen our senses and make things clear but let our ears hear so that we would know prophetically how to be that razor's edge, how to be that group that strikes uh, in, the, in the, the, hidden, the hidden things that God is revealing. And um, so you're right. We didn't officially proclaim fasting, but the fast has continued for, for many and the prayer continues this week and from henceforward. So 
Uh, you know, it's just really interesting because it seems like in a lot of places where the Father has given the Saints Network a foothold, and the Father has done that. That's our uttermost parts of the earth. There are really strange things that are happening right now. Like, for instance, uh, Tucker Carlson is hosting his program every night this week from Brazil. And he is talking about how the Chinese are really putting a, a full court press to become the dominant influence in Brazil. They're throwing money, they're putting industry, they're welcoming. I saw this in Ghana. The American presence in Ghana is so strong, and I still don't really understand why. I'm not questioning God. That door wasn't remain open for us because there was such a reception of the message and God gave us incredible favor but the Chinese were there in fact three of the business owners in that church that hosted us the Chinese were flying to Beijing to wine and dine them and so there is Brazil and we're working as hard as we can to outfit and supply and we're we're prayerfully considering how to go forward and, and to do it quickly and efficiently. But I got a, a forward today concerning the superconductor, superconducting super collider that is in Lucerne, outside of Lucerne, Switzerland. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> Remember when Ross Perot was building that down in Waxahachie and then it just dried up? I think that was the Lord. But they have cited that over the next week they're going to, they are going to try to create a black hole in Geneva no outside of Lucerne mm. in fact they call this place CERN now we've been praying about Switzerland we have a lot of saints who've been uniquely burdened in the past couple of months for Switzerland and we're praying with those brothers and sisters but that's going on it's just it's just very 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 interesting so, but it's a nice time to be serving the Father. It's, a one, it's always a wonderful time, but um, we, we are just so grateful for the Saints Network family, and we're grateful to be able to align and partner with each of you. And, um, but as you said, the battle is still raging and we have multiple theaters of operation where saints are serving God and we need to be absolutely committed to pray at the throne and to pray be, be willing to serve at the temple of the tabernacle of testimony now I remember that the seminar we had where we was it was it was the last wasn't it the last one before we did a couple of remote ones and we did the temple of the tabernacle uh, activation and I remember I see it still vividly in my head that um, as part of that week I was in the temple and I saw these mighty muscular angels that were throwing this 
It's kind of like ash or dust with these big winnowing shovels out out from the court of the Gentiles into that um, troublesome place that then connects with the nations. And I thought, what is that? And then sitting over uh, at where the, the throne was, in front of where the throne was, and I felt like nothing was happening. It was like it was a suspension. Everything was silent. And I thought, what is this? You know, we're supposed to be getting words. How am I going to submit a word like this? I don't want to create something. I would never do that. But we kind of lived that. It was a kind of a pause. And the things that have happened since then uh, in the nations has been apocalyptic would be well, the beginning of the apocalyptic times would be an understatement. And, um, you know, it's, it's really sobering. You know, I was holding little Levi yesterday, and I was praying over his spirit and asking God to stir up whatever it is that he's supposed to accomplish during his lifetime. But in fairness, I was thinking, dear God, protect this boy. I don't know what he's going to face. I know Olivia's over there with him today, which is a, a delight to me. But um, I'm just, I'm excited in some ways. I'm happy to be serving the Father with all of you in, in lots of ways. But it's, it's, I think I'm past the point of being irritated by things I see in the natural. I think in a lot of ways, if, if we, just looking over the last couple of years and the challenges that we've faced, particularly in our country, um, and I know things are happening in other countries where we have a fingerprint, but, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been hard to watch our nation just plummet morally. And, and that doesn't even touch just the the business that needs to be addressed as a country. Yeah. But it, it's been really hard, and and it was hard. The election was hard. It was. It, it, it's just been very challenging, and I think we have to remember that we are a remnant. I think we need to remember that. in our own strength, our perspective of really the power that we have to make a change, if we look at it from our humanly perspective, is just virtually impossible. Mm -hmm. But we need to remember, and that's why this sackcloth and ashes is so important. I think about Abraham, when he said to the Lord, when he was interceding about Sodom and Gomorrah and remember he said I am but dust and ashes but if there be 40 righteous among them Lord where you said I mean that was part of his conversation with the Lord in trying to save them through the intercession and I think that it's just so important that we come humbled and contrite yes. because our only hope is not by power or by might, but by the Spirit. And to be caught up, to be positioned that way, and to be caught up, and to be in sackcloth to where we are representing 
Well, no. We literally are pleading for light to penetrate the darkness. Yeah. And and I just think that's so that's just such a powerful display in this hour. So I'm thankful that yeah. the Lord spoke that to you because I just feel the spirit so on it. <laughs> yeah. So it's very it's so it's so much a global a global war now. You you see things happening. Um and we, you know, the Word of God tells us this. You know, there are going to be nations that reject what God wants, but then there are going to be nations who say, we're going to follow the Lord. And how we're going to be able to determine that, it's just a matter of obedience in going. And, you know, we're believing for, of course, our uh, Brazil, we're believing for Western Europe, I was praying for our brothers and sisters in Africa and the many nations where we've ministered, where we were sent to minister. I've been believing for India, for God to give clarity there. But there was a, you know, I guess there are a lot of the European leaders have gathered together, and I think Biden's going over there. And I think it was the NBC was interviewing Boris Johnson yesterday. And this, this interviewer was trying every way he could to get Johnson to curse America. It's a very interesting thing. He said, don't you believe that democracy is dying in America? And Johnson said, heavens no. America is still that bright, shining light on the hill. It is the bastion of democracy. And he said those things. And then the guy kept doubling back, trying to get this British leader to curse America. And then he brought up the abortion thing. And, you know, in England, once 14 weeks happens in the gestational period, if a woman is going to get an abortion, they have to have two doctors to sign to say that it is either uh, the life of the mother or the, or the life of the child is... It, it, so Britain has these really restrictive laws already. And here's this, I would say what I think this guy is, parroting the demonic media, trying to get a world leader whose country already has a, a stronger measure of, of uh, abortion regulations to condemn our country. And, it's, and what I'm saying this for is that you see these kinds of things happening throughout the world and if if that doesn't tell you that we are in the times of the end and we need to truly enjoy the lord enjoy his blessing but if there was ever a time what do you think god's been training us for for all these years i mean we need to apply the things that he's taught and live them so i agree wholeheartedly with you in this uh, exhortation to remain constant and to remain faithful in prayer i hate to be such bearers of odd news but this you know this is the way it is 
I mean, just what happened in the Supreme Court. I mean, there's been back-to-back -back things that have happened, and whether or not you're gun control, not gun control. I mean, there have been from the guy yesterday who the coach who. Yeah. Who's right to pray. to pray? Yeah. I mean, those are three back-to-back -back things. That was in the Supreme Court, right? Yes. That have happened through our court, and you know, I, I mentioned this on Sunday. Whether or not you're a Donald Trump supporter or not, that is irrelevant to me. When we look at when we look at the progression of events that have happened in our country, and the way that he was positioned during that four years, four years. Yeah. And he did, I mean, to me personally, I think he did some great things for our country. Definitely. But that one thing that he, I mean, he readily admits that in his past he was pro-abortion. He, pro, he is full on pro-life, was elected as our president, and, and the Lord allowed him the opportunity, even to the very end, to appoint those justices during his tenure that was the Lord. It was absolutely the Lord. And I think about just that last appointment of um, Coney Barrett. What's her first name? Amy. 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 It has nothing to do with whether or not she's a woman or a man. However, if I've heard one, I've heard a thousand women, women's liver, pro-abortionists, that have said a man has no right to determine what I do with my body. And I just, I mean, the fact that that she is a woman, I just think, you know, and then just the whole Ruth Bader Ginsburg that passed away, it was just all just the way the Lord just orchestrated it. And I'm just really, really thankful. Yeah. We don't understand what happened after that. To this day, I don't understand <laughs> why or how the election turned out the way that it did. But we have to know that God is still sovereign. He is still in control. He is still on the throne. And he is the one that we will serve. Amen. Eternity. Amen. So it's just. Well, there's, there's actually, those are wonderful. There's one more case that they're deciding before they. It's, it's actually lodged uh, from the state of West Virginia, and it's, it's, um, it's about businesses' rights to, it's very complicated, it's, but it's about businesses' rights to function like in their states, in mining and other areas, and the, the argument in simple form was that uh, federal uh, federal departments come in they've not been elected by people they've not been um, commissioned by anyone other than the government and they come in and they tell the states what they can or can't do and they tell businesses whether they can operate or not and uh, some folks from West Virginia uh, I, I think, I don't know this and it's not germane, I think even the state was joining to, to sue that that practice stop and that the decisions uh, for what goes on in the state are handled by the state. 
And so that's likely to come down this week. And if, if, it, if the Supreme Court rules in favor of West Virginia and the entities there, then that will deal a major blow to a lot of the heavy-handed things that particularly this administration is doing to try to control what goes on in states. And um, it, it might happen today, but that is a big, big decision, not on the par of abortion or the Second Amendment or, you know, the, the, the right to pray. Those are wonderful. That this one is very, very important. And I know all the folks, even, even Haley, I don't know if you're in West Virginia today or in some other beautiful state, but I know Pastor Pam uh, with the... What they did throughout with Tom in the, in the coal industry and so many other folks. It's not just about digging coal or fracking. It's government entities coming in and saying, you can't do this, you can do this. Now, you saw that movie uh, with, uh, was it Mark Ruffalo about DuPont? No. Well, there was a recent <laughs> movie about what DuPont did and how they really abused the, the the resources in the in their city and so many of the the workers who lived in their their town got gravest, grievously ill those things are horrible that's not what this is about and um, so anyway I agree I mean the, those decisions but again it's a battle I mean it, it, it is absolutely a battle and well, even just that, that government control is suffocating. And I don't think that's the way our country was established. No. For it to be that way. I mean, this abortion thing, I mean, to me, it was just suffocating our land. And I, I think about, I've heard several stories recently about the whole COVID um, shot. What is it? COVID the vaccination. Vaccine. Yes. I don't know what's wrong with me today. That's all right. I'm, I'm having a hard time finding words. Anyway. Words escape me. <laughs> they're just escaping me. <laughs> escaping me. It's, it's so much a burden. Words escape I my can't ability find them. They're not to in declare my mind. it. <laughs> anyway, about how they're saying, like, if you need a transplant, they won't give you an organ unless you're vaccinated. In fact, there's a story in the news. I have read a little bit of news, but there was a story in the news about, it, actually it's a friend of mine's, a friend of a friend who has a baby who needs a heart transplant. And because of their religious beliefs and because of his immune system, there's some reason why they don't want to vaccinate their child. Plus the fact that the he's a baby and the vaccinations for the babies has just come out. Anyway, they are fighting, what's wrong? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was looking for something, and I they're, saw that. They're fighting to be, for this baby to be able to receive a heart. Wow. Yeah. So I think we learned a lot about, well, never mind. I don't want to go into the COVID discussion. Well, you know, the, the, the thing is that... Um, um, we are obviously in battle, and if we if we try to fight in the natural, it's going to wear us out. 
because where do you swing next? And that's one of the beauties of being a saint um, or, or functioning in that biblical role that God gives, if we're listening, strategic things to do that then will, in his timing, contribute largely to victory. And that's where we have to keep our efforts because any other thing is just where where do you start where 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 do you begin in the natural i mean it's it's just it's an abominable thing and again i you know and i i want to just say one other thing about that uh, that next supreme court thing i don't fault um the, like the EPA back when I was growing up, they came in and, and it, it cost Pittsburgh its mills, but they came in and regulated pollution. And that needed to be. I've told you about sometimes um, I'd get up in the morning to go to church and we'd all go pile in our jalopy and there would be a really thick coat of rusty smoke residue on the car just from the mills my dad would go to church on Sunday he'd always wore a white shirt and a tie and when he came home his shirt was dirty just just from the the air and the rivers were polluted the fish were just washing up on store shore dying and you know at the end of that where the Ohio comes out and then swings up around it, it caught fire up near Cleveland the river caught fire and that was on the news everywhere and so I, 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 don't, I don't resist trying to make a clean environment. But these other things are overreach and control with an agenda. And so we need to, we need to watch closely for when that decision comes because it's not going to be ballyhooed as much as these other notable ones are. But it's very significant for this country. And um, I, uh, I saw I saw a little clip of something. It must have been on Instagram or something. Maybe one of the news um, outlets. But it was a group of pro-abortion people that were they weren't rioting, but what they were doing was they were creating a big, a lot of noise, and they were kicking a Bible. Like they were playing soccer because they were kicking this Bible. And of course, the news jumped around on it and let's show that. And it just made me sick. I mean, I just thought, Lord, first of all, I'm sorry. I mean, I just, I'm so sorry that, because I can't even imagine the heart of God when He sees things like that. So when we. When we come before the Lord in intercession this week and from these days forward, and we do come in sackcloth, I mean, it is it is really to stand on behalf of truth, that truth would be the light, and that it, it's just, it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That, yeah. Yeah, and, and you, you just think, like, we were talking a couple of seminars ago about the way the Word of God has been maligned by Christians. And 
just not only the word being maligned, but welcoming other other demonic religions, their doctrines, saying that that's equal to the word. In fact, some of our former brethren not only embrace but espouse this. And we've had times over the past couple of years where those who we've known and ministered among have been in open conversation with demonic, I would think, exousia spirits and being deceived. So the things that we see in the Word of God, which when we read them 20 years ago, we might have thought, how is that going to happen? I don't doubt it, but how's that going to happen? We're seeing happening now. And so we don't fear. We can't fear. But we must continue to pray and obey. And God God will take care of us. And, you know, I didn't do a very good job on Sunday uh, talking about Psalm 2, but David saying, why do the heathen rage? And uh, why do they engage in vain imaginations that's that's what we're seeing and um, you know a lot of the a lot of the ites that form these false religions that current Christian in name groups are saying their beliefs are are more more uh, accurate than the contemporary words of God that were being written David were dealing with those people right then. And this was at a time where he was kicking it and taking names. And he was saying, look, this is what you face in the nations. This is what you face. And lo and behold, in that anointed scripture, we see it right now. So we don't, we don't lament. I think I, I think I may be past watch over me on this. If I start doing it again, let me know. But I think I may be past the, the absolute disgust that I see in our country. And I, I, as an American, I, I become, my emotions get angered when I see things being done that are just egregious. Uh, I, I don't accept those things, but... I can't allow that feeling to be my motivation because I know that this isn't going to be solved. It's important for us to vote. But this isn't going to be solved because we voted somebody into office or voted somebody out. This is so inbred in the culture of this nation now. Uh, And we need to recognize that, as you mentioned earlier, it's not by might or by power, but by his spirit. God's going to move. But it's, it's going to be like when Jesus came the first time. He could be healing a guy or a woman, and in the other side of the, of the synagogue, people are furious because they didn't like him. We've we got to be girded up. We really have to be. And we will be. We saints are going to stick together and encourage one another and we we release an overcoming anointing into every one of you and us for the things that we have been battling 
physically and in other ways, that there would be a, a speedy end to those assignments and there would be an overcoming. We've got to be strong and mobile. The window of the Lord is opening and we've got to work for the night is coming. We've got to go and be ready to go and we've got to be precise in our obedience. So we've, we've got to be We've, we've, we've got to expect that kind of intervention. Don't we? Amen. So, first Saturday, you talked about sackcloth. And I sent out, I don't know if you adjusted the first Saturday word to include the advocacy for sackcloth. I think I forgot to mention that. I said that from the pulpit, but I think I didn't put it in the email. I mean, even though I was in full agreement on Sunday, I hadn't thought again about it until this morning when yeah. I was break. But it's not too late. It hasn't gone out yet. But well, it's just a suggestion. It's not a mandate. Remember when we took that team? We had, what, about 18 people that came to France, and we were all dressed in black. <laughs> and those French people, Luke and Sylvie understood, but so many of the other ones, they didn't. They I don't think we've ever taken 18 people. Well, remember the big picture we had? There was Burke, and um, we had a whole string of people. Yeah, it's funny that it, it's funny that you mentioned that because as many times as we've traveled overseas, and that's been many, 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 it has been a process for me to learn how to pack efficiently, <laughs> according to the seasons, according to just the the nature of the trip. Um, is it all on ministry every day? Is it running through cities, praying, laying on our face? You know, there's there's a lot of variables that are involved in a woman packing. And it has been a learning process for me. And somewhat probably a comical one for the Lord. <laughs> but when, when, when you called that fast when we were going to France, because it was a lengthy trip, it was so easy to pack. Yeah, we we went to France and Switzerland. Everything in my suitcase was black. Even my undergarments. Everything in my suitcase was black. So there wasn't any matching. There wasn't even, I mean, I didn't have as many options as I normally would, even though a good majority of my closet is black. Um, it was just, it really was just like a dollop of grace. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to admit that you have become much more proficient in packing. Oh. From the first day. Those first times. Somebody said, do you have bars of gold in here? Well, I never <laughs> said that. I didn't say that. I won't tell you who said that. Yeah, I think I remember who said it. I wish you had bars of gold. That would have been really helpful. <laughs> I wish I had bars of gold, too. Now, you do learn because the goal was always that you could haul your own bag and you never burdened you or somebody else with my bag that I can haul it up and down stairs because you never know when you're going to hit a couple flights of steps Oh, the train station. Good Lord, yeah. those haul your bag up over the, the, the seats on the train. Those train stations. Like sometimes they would have escalators going up, but a lot <laughs> of times, probably half the time, those escalators weren't working. And, and most of the time you're tired physically because you've been running and, yeah. 
One time, one time, we're almost out of time. This is just a funny story, but we were going into Italy after we administered in, in Nice, and there was this ancient couple on that train. And the train, we got into Italy, and they said, we're on, we're on strike. No more train. So we had to get off and try to figure out how we were going to get where we were going. And these old people are there. They had nobody to, to help them. And the lady said, we rely on the kindness of strangers. And I, you were more gracious than I was. We did help them. But we, after a while, we had to tote our bags up. Uh, we didn't know what they were doing. We found out what we were doing. We took off and did it because they had to arrange their own stuff. But just toting those bags and you get on the train and you try, okay, where am I going to put this? Am I going to sit it over here in a corner? Or am I going to try to hoist this thing up above the seat? It's, it's, and of course, you know me, you've, you've kind of joked with me, you know, I'll start trying to figure out how we're going to get that stuff down and out. But 15 minutes before we get to where oh, we're 50 going. miles from <laughs> Because I think when we get off here, this is going to be chaos. So we got to figure this out. And ay, ay, ay. right or wrong, that's just a, a snapshot of travel in Europe. So, okay. So we do invite you, remind you that this Saturday, we've got five minutes left. That's why I'm doing this. Well, we actually have six minutes left. We didn't start on time. First Saturday, this Saturday. The prayer time that we mention on Wednesday is something we're inviting our church to do. Of course, nothing is prohibiting you, wherever you are, to pray on that night too. Um, it's not that we don't love you. It's not that we don't cherish you as part of this family. But as you well know, those of you who are in churches or prayer groups, you've got to be responsible for your own people. And if everything you do is just network-wide, you lose folks. Because they think, well, what difference does it make? So you have to have certain things where you know your congregation or your prayer group is galvanized together. And you have to take care of business in the house. Because if you don't, um, you can't just think that it's going to happen. So we, if you want to pray together on Wednesday with us, that's fine. But um, we've mentioned it. And that's what we're doing here. You can do what you want to do. Some of you meet on Thursday. If you want to pray on Thursday, that's your prerogative. We don't try to tell people what to do or even try to insist. And we're just grateful for the esprit de corps amongst the... See, see I said that, Luke. I did not know what he said. I tried to say esprit de corps. I'm pretty sure that's right. Oh, no, 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 no. You meant esprit de corps. <laughs> oh, I miss being with Luke and Sylvie. Don't you? Yes. I didn't even have to ask that. She was, before I called, she was answering. No idea. So, and it's it's not because they, we just, we just like the, the many times of fellowship we have. I mean, we're very grateful for all of our brothers and sisters in Western Europe and for their devotion to the Lord. I mean, it's just, we talk about our country. They're not, they're not facing 
uh, a bed of roses over there either. So um, we bless them. So anyway, this Saturday, first Saturday, tomorrow, Wednesday Night Live, I, I think I know what I'm going to speak about. I even threatened it, but I can't say what the Spirit's going to do between now and then. Uh, so just tune in and hear. Amen? Amen. Anything else? Is that anything else? Is there no one else? Thanks for joining us today. And again, thanks to Scott for working to make sure we're live streaming. And um, so if you want to drop a note giving him a word of appreciation, you can certainly do that. So have a wonderful week in prayer. Let's stand fast and let's see what else God will do. Amen. All right. Goodbye.